Super Chat. My name is Fauna. And my name is Flora. And this is a weekly podcast where we chat about animals. We are real-life zookeepers, and each week we will be discussing a new animal and learning more about them. As always, nothing we say reflects our organizations, and all thoughts and opinions are our own. So with that, let's get grimy. Let's get gross. Okay. <laughs> um, what's up? How was your week? It's good. It's pretty good. I have uh, two things to note. Okay. Uh, thing number one. One of the juvenile orangutans that I work with today, um, while I was working with her mom, she was just like dooting around in the background. Mm-hmm. And I looked over because she was like fixated on something. And I looked over and she was using her big toe to masturbate. I'm walking <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with the internet. Um, yeah. Are you joking? Nope. 100% serious. I thought it was a piece of poop to begin with, so I am relieved that it wasn't that. Mm, but there's not nothing what more I was, to be said. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> it was. I <laughs> am amazed by her flexibility, but am appalled by her life choices. Right, right, right. It's a double edged sword. It was truly wet and wild. Um. And the, the the extra weird part was she kept, like, she was kind of hunched over it, like, like you know, really focusing on what she was doing. Jesus and Christ. she kept looking back at me, and then she caught my <laughs> no. eye and just, like, looked at me and was like, hey, hey. <laughs> and I was like, God damn these apes. <laughs> God, primates. We're all filthy, aren't we? All the primates. We really are. Um, so that was cool. Um, and then thing number two is uh in one of our buildings we've had a bunch of roof work done mm-hmm. and um over the course of that roof work they have like since stripped all of the flooring that was up there and replaced it with this new stuff however the old flooring was like a really dark gray color this new flooring is now bright ass white uh oh so you, you know what that means it means every time i go up on that goddamn roof i am literally blinded i am <laughs> beyond blinded i went up there the other day for the first time ever since it had been changed and someone warned me and was like be careful it's really bright and i was like yeah that makes sense i went up there my eyes i felt them shrink and burn and shrivel into my (laughs) sockets like i it took me a full 60 seconds for my eyes to adjust and that was with my eyes shut so like i was like Literally clutching everything on the roof, like trying to navigate my way around. I'm literally to get to where I was going. <laughs> Picturing you as like SpongeBob when he gets all dried out and his eyes all shriveled. It's totally me. That's exactly what happened. Like I felt like a goddamn vampire up there at the moment. A like beam of sunlight hits them. I was just like, ah! Oh <laughs> like, my god! It physically hurt. And then. On the way back down, I have to walk through this, like, dark staircase back downstairs. So you know I was blind going back in. It took my eyes a full three goddamn minutes to adjust when I went back inside. I was literally, like, seeing red. I was like, I think I did permanent damage <laughs> up there. <laughs> oh, my so God. So that was really cool. Thanks, construction. That was a really cool design choice. I love it. Oh, yuck. Yeah, um, that's gonna be fun to deal with. I just, like, imagine in the future we're gonna have to get these, like, helmet visor things to, like, even go up there. Because it is <laughs> literally like a, blinding. Yeah, you wear, like, a welding helmet. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. All the animals are gonna look up and be like, holy shit! <laughs> it's like a beacon. 
It's horrible. I'm gonna get a sunburn just being up there. Oh god. Um, so that's my week. It was full of uh, ups and ups and downs. Yeah, that's a wild ride you just went through. It really was. How was your week? Mine was okay. On Saturday, I was walking around the zoo, and two people like um came towards me, and I was like kind of looking around at my animals, and then I like did like a double take because they were. It was a couple, and they were very large, and they both had fuzzy ears on. And I was like, that's weird. And then they passed by me, and they both had fuzzy tails on. So there's two adult grown-ass furries at the zoo. That's cool. Is the it? Zoo's op- the zoo's open for all kinds. I guess. Man. It's open for something. I don't, I don't want to harsh anyone's vibe. As long as they're not, like talking about how we're abusing animals or they're not throwing things in there or they're not boning outside the zebra yard like right you that's do you. they don't sexualize real animals right they just like sexualize them as an animal not like a real animal right yeah yeah i think so i mean i don't know but i'm also not going to do any research so i think so true true True, true. If there's any furries that are listeners, please shoot me a email and let me know whether or not you fetishize real animals. Yeah. And just go cool. ahead and just <laughs> just send it directly to Fauna, and she can just tell me what it says. I can't read. Great. Great. Thanks for that. That's <laughs> really cool. I'm going to burn my eyes out in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> please send your furry fan art. Um, directly to flora.keeperchat.org. That's you, you know. God damn it. <laughs> I hate this fool. big dumb podcast. <laughs> you fool. Um, okay, Flora, do you want to get into the animal of the week? <laughs> no, I want to talk about how cool our fucking podcast art is and how everyone's oh. awesome. And Mitch uh, Torbert? I can't, is that how you pronounce it? Is yeah. the coolest person, and I'm in love with our podcast art, and I've heard nothing but nice things from everybody, and we got our first ever fan art sent to us. Yeah. Did you see? Did you, did see, you see the, the video? Thing? If you haven't seen the yes. video, check it out on our social media. It's so yes. cute. Our friend and listener, Marcy, sent in. Thanks, Marcy. Some fucking fan art. She's the coolest. Look at that. Look at that. So yeah, if you have anything, if we inspire you in any way, shape, or form, if you have a cute animal that you work with or that you look at, I don't know. Just send us pictures. I don't care. Send me anything. Furry fan art. Furry. Furry fan art to flora.com. <laughs> that's the address. Just any and everything. I just like getting things delivered to me. Oh, I like things too. Good things mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. Slim gems. And robot vacuums. I just got a robot vacuum. It's terrorizing my cat. We but are the best flying thing. off the rails. <laughs> but you know what I didn't buy? I did not buy pants. Oh, you know what? Priorities, though. It's summer. That's true. It's not. Great. I don't need it. And not only that, but it's the middle of summer. So, like, how, what? you know, it's not the best idea to get shorts either. Because, like, you just need pants again. Oh, Yeah. And it's, like, so hot. It's, like, the hot part where you don't even want to try on clothes because mm-hmm. the stores are hot. Yeah, that's not not good. Like, where your underwear sticks to you and you can't actually pee. Uh, 
Uh, that swamp was, butt is I think real. it was on Saturday. I tried to pick up one of the penguins, and they just, like, mega splashed me to the point that I was just sitting in a puddle of water. And my volunteer was like, oh, your butt's real wet. And I was like, yeah, my underwear is also real wet. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. I just got drenched with penguin shit water. Love today. Love this day. Best day. I love being this connected to my penguins. <laughs> it's the greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe we should do it now. Okay. So, this is the 18th letter of the internet. Woo! Uh, we're on R. And you're right, I did have a few more choices than Q. Yeah. Just a couple. Um, and I want to preface this by saying, like, guys, we've gotten a little bit of hate from some people out there who, like, don't necessarily love the animals we choose and are like, you didn't choose the animal with the first letter. You choose an animal that had a different qualifying first letter. Uh, whatever. Like, none of this matters. Nothing matters. You're taking this is all for fun. Too seriously. Exactly. Like, who cares? We're sticking to very loose guidelines of a podcast that we created that we hope you enjoy. I'm sorry if it doesn't fit the exact mold you were looking for, but hopefully one woman does not enjoy it. Yeah, well, hopefully you're like getting something fun out of it. So that's what we're going for. Just maybe take a chill pill. Um. So this week's animal is the red panda god i was gonna say rat (laughs) it is not the rat i'm so sorry you'll have to wait till next year (laughs) i wanted to talk about radigan the world's most famous rat okay it's from the great mouse detective it's not a big deal but let's talk about your dumb panda this is my episode (laughs) maybe when you get r next time you can do (laughs) rat and you can talk about whatever the hell you want okay tell me about this raccoon raccoon all right, yeah. What is the it? red panda, also referred to as the lesser panda, the red bear. Wow, rat, I feel like lesser panda is a little offensive. I mean, like who de- who determines that they're lesser? I don't know. God. <laughs> true. 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 Continue. Ke- Keanu Reeves. <laughs> one or the other. Who knows? Um, they're one and the same. They have been called the lesser panda, the red bear cat, and the red cat bear. Which, to me, is, like, a sort of weird, like, cat-dog situation. Like, mm. I, okay. Anyways. Kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, species. They are uh, mammals. Da-doy. But they're in the order carnivores. Yes. So, this is going to play in later when we talk about their weird-ass diet. So, um, for now, just keep that in your head, that they are carnivores. But they belong to the family Aeluridae? 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 I'm not really sure. I think Aeluridae, uh, yeah. genus Aelurus, I think. Um, mm-hmm. There are two different subspecies um, that have minor variations in, like, size and color. Um, but they are the only living species of their genus Aeluris, I think is how you say it, and the family Aeluridae. Um, so that's pretty cool. They're unique to that. Um, it's been, like, a longstanding scientific debate uh, according to, like, what family they belong to and like what animals they're most closely related to but recent phylogenetic analysis has proven that they are in fact their own family and while people thought that they were closely related to bears that's not actually the case they're actually more closely related to raccoons and skunks yeah boy called it yep you sure did um and funnily enough they're not actually closely related at all to the giant panda so i don't know everything is topsy-turvy up is down Left is right. 
What world are we even living in? We're in the darkest timeline. <laughs> Absolutely. We really are. Um, but that's its own thing. So, let's get into what these cuties look like. So, if anyone hasn't seen a red panda, You're missing where have out. you been? Where have you been? They're the cutest things on the planet. Um, they are sort of a copper, like, burnt sienna color. Mm-hmm, kind of all mm-hmm, over. Mm-hmm. And um, they have giant, well, not giant, they have large round heads and short snouts with big pointed ears. Um, And in fact, I remember when I was in, I think, a biology course in college, we were talking about how um, animals that tend to have, like, large eyeballs, large ears, and, like, a big nose tend to be considered cute. Like, they tend to elicit, like, a cute response from a lot of different species, Mm -hmm. which is why babies of almost every species have those characteristics so Mm -hmm. that, like, the parents will be invested to, like, take care of them. It just, like, adds to the parental investment and attachment. And so that's one of the reasons that humans are so attached to, like, so many different animal species that we consider cute. So, like, red pandas totally fall within that category um, because even the adults look like little babies. Yes. Um, But, yeah, I think I read that somewhere, which I thought was interesting. But, anyways, it's, like, totally attributed to red pandas. Like, they totally fit that mold. But they, uh, on their faces, their faces are white, and they have sort of a reddish-brown, it's called tear marks, but it essentially looks like a bandit mask around Mm -hmm. their eyes. And then um, they also have really bushy long tails that are alternating rings of that same, like, reddish-brown color and, like, a white kind of nude color. Um, So, yeah, super fluffy, really cute. The fluffiest. The cutest. Super, super cute. Yeah. Um, And it's actually cool. They're... I mean, like, with all animals, the way that they look is for a specific reason. Like, it's it's an adaptation for a reason. And so, red pandas are no different. Uh, their reddish coat is important because it helps camouflage them in the fir tree canopy in, where, in which they live. Ooh. So, those branches are typically covered in clumps of reddish-brown moss and white lichen. So, the yeah. red and white of their coat helps them blend in. Um, and because they're very good climbers, they spend a lot of time in trees. So yeah. it's super helpful in that regard. In addition, the kind of bandit mask around their eyes uh, is hypothesized to have evolved to help keep the sun out of their eyes. So kind of similar to how football players will put, like, the black, like, whatever yes. that is, underneath their eyes. Just like shit, I think. I think it is um, black feces. Yes, I think that's <laughs> what it is. Like, blood in the stool is what that is. Um, As far as, like, the big fluffy tail, it helps with balance and to protect them from harsh cold winds. And then their fur is actually really, really dense and thick. So Mm -hmm. they have a really soft, dense undercoat. And then on top is a longer, coarser top coat. And being that they're native to Asia, especially, like, the Himalayan mountains, that's going to be super important. Um, their feet are pretty cute as well. They yes, have, like, they tiny have the little, like, bare hands. Yeah, they're really cute. So their feet are completely covered in that same dense fur. And I they feel have like five... they're the only ones that have that, right? It's, yeah, it's actually pretty rare that, like, the whole foot is covered. Yeah, you can typically see their you have exposed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, typically you have exposed spots for, like, traction and, um sensitivity i believe um but they are completely covered in fur again because they live in a really harsh cold climate so the little paws would freeze off if they didn't 
Um, but they have five wide separated toes and semi-retractable claws. Sick. Yeah, really, really cool. Um, one thing that I found that was really interesting, like, anatomically speaking, is, um, something that they actually share with giant pandas, which they're not really that closely related to. It's a (gasps) pseudo-thumb. So, I know. So they, it's essentially a modified wrist bone that they could use to grasp bamboo and feeding. So they Whoa. use this kind of, like, pseudo-thumb to hold onto a bamboo stalk, and then they can sit there and just, like, munch away. And it's, like, easy to hold onto and, like, consume bamboo really quickly. Um, which is wild. Why does that happen? Who knows? Makes makes no sense. But I love but it. But you're, like, bamboo hook it's attachment. Weird. It's like they're just, like, <laughs> exactly. leveling up their character, and it's like, do you want to buy the fifth thumb? Yeah, I do. Thanks. Add that I on. do. Yeah. That's going to be good. That's going to help. Gonna need um, that for later. So I mentioned that they spend a good chunk of their time in trees. They're mm-hmm. very skilled climbers. Um, they use trees for shelter, but also to escape predators and to sunbathe in the winter months. So um, they have to be good at climbing trees if they're going to be a big part of their habitat. Right. And uh, likewise, because they live in a mountainous terrain, they're also very good at climbing like rocks and hilly terrain and stuff too. Um One thing that is really cool anatomically as well is that they have a unique adaptation to allow them to quickly and easily climb headfirst down tree trunks, which is a flexible ankle. Yeah, so... Oh, sick. So, like, the bones essentially between, like, your knee and your ankle are the tibia and the fibula. So, in red pandas, the fibula, which is the smaller of the two, rotates on its axis and so that actually allows for um, a, f- a more flexible, fluid, kind of rotating wrist. And so it means that when they're climbing downwards, they're not necessarily, like, bracing themselves in the same way that, like, a lot of we, other animals yeah. would have to. Yeah. They're just sort of like, boop, 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 gravity doesn't matter. Dude, that's it's some, like, raccoon nuts. business because my kawadis have yeah. that, too, and they're in the raccoon family. Oh, wild. So I that's love that raccoon fact right there. That's a raccoon fact. <laughs> Take that to the bank. <laughs> Cash it in. You got some money now. You got some raccoon points to spend. <laughs> raccoon bucks. <laughs> That's You're going to buy that fifth thumb now? You have enough raccoon bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that's actually, um, spoiler alert, that's what's in your prize pack if you want. You get (laughs) raccoon bucks! We just made them. Uh, it's online currency. (laughs) It's gonna be the next Bitcoin, I tell you. I tell ya! Uh, so, what, okay, I'm gonna, this is gonna be like a choose your own adventure here. God, take me there. (laughs) Which would you rather hear about first? How they communicate with one another, or (gasps) how their stomachs work? Ooh! Hit me with that stomach knowledge because anything that eats leaves and poops out the weird (laughs) colors that I see them poop out, I need to know more about. Right. Okay. So if you remember, I mentioned that they are carnivores. They belong in the order carnivores, which we all know that's like the one thing that the one fact that kids know when they come to the zoo. It's like carnivores eat meat. Um, Yes. However, pandas do not. Yes. (laughs) Um, What? Yeah. It's pretty weird. So around let me see let me find it okay so um around 85 to 95 percent of their overall diet consists of bamboo okay which again they kind of weirdly have in common with pandas giant pandas um 
And in fact, specifically, they feed selectively on the most nutritious leaf tips and the tender bamboo shoots that are the ones that, like, grow up when a new stalk is growing. Right. So this is uh, different from giant pandas who actually eat just about every portion of, like, the above ground part of bamboo. So uh, red pandas are a little bit more selective about what type of bamboo they eat. Um, But they are classified, and I found this term or this phrase, obligate bamboo eaters, which is weird in conjunction with the fact that they're carnivores. Um, But essentially what happens is when you're a carnivore, your stomach and digestive tract are sort of, um, they tend to be a lot shorter. Okay. So... I believe this is how it works. So um, the reason being, when you eat meat, your body breaks it down, and anything you eat obviously gets turned into energy, which you use to live your life. Um, But it takes a lot more energy to break down uh, plant matter than it does meat, especially if you have um, a shorter digestive tract. So for carnivores, one of the reasons that they eat meat is because they get a lot of energy from meat. So their body's essentially just like, they're consuming it and like pumping out the waste and they're just like getting energy from it. Yeah. And so that's one of the reasons that carnivores don't have to eat as often as a lot of other animals, which is why you see lions get a kill like once every week or two weeks or whatever. Um, Because of the fact that they can eat that meal and then like be good for a while and they get a lot of energy from it. Whereas like, herbivores and like grazers tend to like constantly be eating right like they're always foraging they're always grazing because they're always having to take in plant matter because it takes so long for their body to break it down and get energy out of it so they have to eat a lot more of that substance in order to get the same amount of energy to like live their life so if you have a carnivore like a red panda that's eating a mostly herbivorous diet diet their body is not actually processing things like they should (laughs) which is just mind-boggling like why did this happen but i don't know but it did so what it means is um they red pandas essentially have a very tight energy budget because of the fact that their digestive tract is designed for them to eat meat but they're eating plants instead and so they're (laughs) having to eat like tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of plants in order to produce the amount of energy that they need to live. Now, this isn't nearly as much, I don't believe, as giant pandas. Giant pandas essentially have to do that, like, all the time. Like, they're essentially eating bamboo just to, like, stay alive enough to, like, eat more bamboo. Like, it's, like, this, like, weird thing. Um, But that's what essentially happens if you kind of, like, eat outside of your digestive tract, Um, which is just weird. Like, that's just, it's crazy. Uh, so that's not to say that they don't eat other foods, but the vast majority of their diet is consisting of bamboo. They can also forage for things like roots, grasses, uh, fruits, insects, and sometimes they can catch, like, the random bird or small mammal. So they're not, like, as helpless as, like, other, as, like, giant pandas and stuff are. I'm sorry, I'm extremely distracted by the horrible picture you just sent me. Why I'm do you sorry, do this? what? <laughs> I don't this know what you're horrific. talking about. Um, I'm trying to educate the masses, and you are giving me nightmares. I just sent you a red panda fursuit that I found online. It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's for sale. <laughs> it's like... It's for, it's for sale? Uh, why do you... See, now it's bad. It was a good, <laughs> a good joke, and now it's a bad joke, because you've made it this way. You done goofed my goof. 
Uh, fun fact, guys, that's also what's in the prize pack. <laughs> Record it's packs a, and a red panda fursuit. There's a red panda fursuit. Um, okay, so yeah, that's kind of how their stomach works, which is nonsensical. Do you have anything to say to that? Yeah, let me just add that I work with red pandas on occasion. And we feed them these, like, red ran- red panda biscuits, as yeah. well as, like, um, tons and tons and tons of bamboo. And then mm-hmm. they get, like, apples and um, yeah. sweet stuff sometimes, too. Uh, but they just shit constantly. And I think it's because of their weird body and how, like, half of it's, like, not even digested, like, because their right. body's so weird. And then because they eat these red things, it's, like, this multicolored shit, and it just is horrible that's all i have to say about that it sounds cool that sounds fun don't you guys want one as a pet now (laughs) just wait because i'm not done all right so that's their whacked up bodies um and then one thing that or they communicate in a number of ways uh but first i want to give you a scale about how big they are because i don't know if i mentioned this yet so red uh, red pandas weigh anywhere between around 9 to 14 pounds, so they're not super big, but they are pretty fluffy and, like, kind of long, so their length is anywhere Something's between around... Something's happening. Uh, what? I'm sorry, I can... I think my... My cat is, um, attempting to climb a barrier, <laughs> and it's clanking in the background, and then my other cat is just, like wide-eyed staring at the door waiting for him to <laughs> scale the barrier um, you terrified so, me. i was like what's happening um if you hear screaming in the next couple mm-hmm. minutes just ignore it it's just my cats screaming at each other that sounds Continue. exactly like what a murderer would say <laughs> yes everything is fine over here never mind don't worry ignore everything uh so, as far as, like, how big they are, they're anywhere between around 22 to 25 inches in length, and their tail is between around 15 to 19 inches long. Puffy so boy. It's a big, floofy, puff long, ball. long boy. It's yeah. like a, um, a Cheeto puff. Oh, it is! It really is. But munch a, on that. Ow. But, like, a big, mean, stinky one. Um, for sure. So, speaking of... Uh, red pandas use scent marking as a form of communication, which oh, a lot of animals do. they do. <laughs> um, but it's real gross, guys. Yes. Scent marking, in case you aren't aware, typically involves the genitals in some way. The genitals in all ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not great. Um, so red pandas are no exception. They use their anal glands and urine to scent mark, which if anyone here Woo-hoo! has smelled anal glands, it is the most unpleasant thing. Oh, fun. In the entire have you world. Smelled anal glands? Have you had anal glands squirted into your face as you slept? Oh. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I have. Uh, side story, folks. Um, my boyfriend's cat um, decided one night, <laughs> soon after we moved in together, to choose my sleeping form, where I'm most vulnerable and where I should be most safe. Um, to go ahead and spray his anal glands all over my face, which was just, like, really cool, and I loved every second of it. (laughs) It's just my favorite So I woke up, like, confused, disoriented, and really upset (laughs) at just smelling the worst smell of my entire life. And had to, like, shower and change the sheets at, like, 3 a.m. I did, yeah, I I trudged into the shower in, like, the darkness and, like, 
got it all off, and then I climbed back in bed and found that it still stunk. And I had to wake my boyfriend up, and he just laughed at me. He <laughs> thought it was the funniest thing that's ever happened. So it's, it really is really funny, though. He's on the shit list. <laughs> Anywho, red pandas use their anal glands here to set mark. Yeah, which is horrible. I see. Um, the they also go ahead. I just like you can see them when they do it. They like squat with their hind end, and then they like just like wipe. Do they just like do like a little shimmy with their butt on the ground? And they just wipe, 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 and then they get up and go away. They just, like, will, like, lay down and just, like, slide their crotch around everything in the exhibit. So imagine that in your home. Yeah, yep, 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 not great. Um, they also have scent glands between their foot pads, which exude a colorless, odorless liquid. It's odorless to humans, I should say. Um, but it's one of the ways that they mark their territory as well that other animals can pick up on. So... Even if you don't smell it, it's there, guys. Gross. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yucky, yucky, yucky. Um, One cool thing that they do is in order to interact with um, scent markings from other red pandas or other animals, they can actually test odors using the underside of their tongue. And because of that, um, well, the way that they do that is they have these cone-like structures that exist on the bottom side of their tongue, and they're actually used to collect liquids, so they kind of, like, lick it a little bit. Okay. And then it brings it closer to a a gland inside their mouth. And I found a website that said that's the only carnivore with this adaptation. I don't know if they specifically mean, like, the cone-like structures on the bottom of their tongue that collect the liquids or what, but I know, like, big cats have, like, the Fleming response, right? Right. They have that, like, like, Flamero nasal organ, the Jacobson's organ or whatever. But I think that might be more of, like, if they're, like, sniffing something. Like, I think red right. pandas are, like, actively, Tasting like, it. it into their... Yeah. Yeah. Getting a taste for it. <laughs> gross. I would much rather do the sniff one. Yep, yep, yep. Not cool. Um, so another gross thing that they do. <laughs> Please ruin this adorable raccoon for me. I'm gonna break it down. They're really cute, but they're really horrible. Um, As are most things in life. God, isn't that the truth? So these guys are found uh, in a range uh, ranging from northern Myanmar all the way to West Sichuan and the Yunnan Prince of Pro- Oh my God provinces of China. Uh, they're also found in suitable habitats in Nepal, India, and Tibet. So and China. So are there big? Sorry, are there big pandas? Do they do they overlap their habitats? Um, good question. I don't know. Aren't giant pandas <laughs> from China, too? They are from China, yes. I don't know, I don't know what their habitat, um, overlap is. But, like, red pandas are typically found in high-altitude temperate forests. Oh, so probably not. Um, so I'm not entirely sure. They do have to live in a place, though, that has bamboo, so I guess theoretically they could overlap. Ooh, I found this article again, that says not they- sure. They're both in the Sichuan, but not everywhere. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, so they live in those temperate forests uh, in the Himalayas and other high mountain regions. Okay. Um, let's see. There's just so much information on them. This is the issue when you deal with a charismatic animal. There's generally a lot of information, which is awesome. Yes. But... You know, well, whatever. We'll get into it later. It just doesn't leave a lot for the rest of the animals. <laughs> um, so I already mentioned that they sent Mark as a means of communication. Yeah. But they also vocalize. They have a number of low 
volume level of vocalization, so they're not, like, necessarily screaming for miles around. You can't, like, hear a red panda for, like, miles around. But if you're close to one, you can usually hear uh, different types of squeaks, twitters, and what are called huff quacks, which is adorable. That sounds accurate, yeah. Yeah, they can also hiss or grunt, and then cubs use a whistle or a high-pitched bleat to communicate distress. Yeah, I've heard them scream. (laughs) Yeah. I've definitely heard them scream. If you Great. look at them, they're just like, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Don't look at me! Um, as far as, um, like, the general behavior goes, they are solitary animals except for breeding season. However, red pandas that live in human care do well living with any mates that they're paired up with. Like, true, true. Kind of year-round. True, true. And then, as far as breeding season goes, it's actually pretty cool. Um, so, in a lot of animals, breeding season is based on the actual, like, uh, like different seasons of mm-hmm. the year. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of animals will, like, breed in the rainy season and give birth later or, like, vice versa or whatever. So a lot of it has to do with, like, the climate, the region on the globe that they live, the, the conditions they're in, whatever. So red pandas are no different. Their breeding season is initiated by a rapid change in day length, um, which is Ooh. what's known as a photo period. And that comes right after the winter solstice. So they typically are breeding right after that happens, which is pretty cool. Okay. Um, they can also, or they've also um, exhibited delayed implantation. Ooh, which is that kangaroo cool. business. Yeah, it's like our kawaka thing. Um, and I think, again, it has to do with, like, the conditions of breeding. So things are going well, full steam ahead. If not, pump the brakes. Um and because of that, that actually leads to, like, some discrepancies in their gestational period. So it's hypothesized that it lasts anywhere between around 93 to 156 days, which is a pretty big range. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and that's also a pretty long gestation uh, for a mammal that size. Um, and again, it's hypothesized that this long gestation is due to a slow metabolic rate. So because reproduction mm. takes a lot of energy to put forth um they think that because of like their diet and their lifestyle yeah it's like it's really hard for them you have so to they, take like, it slow, slow. It down yeah yeah um females uh typically will make nests in any like hole that they find whether it be in like a tree a stump like roots bamboo thickets anything like that and they use like moss leaves and other like soft plant matter to make a nice little nest mm. and after that gestational period they give birth to typically two cubs and in the northern hemisphere, that birth window usually falls between May and July. So once they've bred, like, in the winter time, then in May and July, they give birth. Uh, so the babies are really cute, but... They are really my, cute. My argument is that they look the same as the adult. So, like, the mm-hmm. red panda... Like, everyone's like, oh, red panda babies are so cute. But it's like, no, it's just a red panda. Right. Like, I it's, think that I think there are other babies... Things. That are cuter because it's a baby and you only have it for so long. But once a red panda is born, it is a red panda. <laughs> like, it doesn't... Yeah, exactly. They're just Yeah, cute. I totally agree. They are just, like... They just kind of grow in size. They, they just literally kind of, just like, like, stretch out. Print. <laughs> yes, they just, like, 3D print clone themselves. And then, yep. like, out comes another one. Yep. Um, yeah, I totally agree. we have kids, like, all the time. Um, but one of our females... I think it's the... I think it's males she doesn't like. Like, if she has two kits and one of them's a boy, she'll, like, take the baby and try to, like, shove it in a crevasse and, like, hide it. Oh. And then we, like, have to go and find it. Like, no, you have to take care of both. And then she's like, get this she's one. Like, no, and she tries to, like, only. put it in there. So she 
she always has one that's like way smaller and it's like will you feed your child can you stop and she's like no i want to put it in a hole no i don't like this one i don't <laughs> like this he stinks um <laughs> Yeah, so something kind of interesting that doesn't necessarily always happen is when the cubs are born, they're 100% covered in fur. And, like, generally mammals, any mammal that's born is going to have fur. But red pandas come out, like, poofy Covered, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the reason they being... They look like a Furby. They are a Furby, actually. <laughs> they actually the reason are being, a Furby, yeah. Um, to protect them from cold. It's hella cold where they live. They oh, gotta, like, so, so come true. out ready to just, like, be bundled. Yeah. Um, and then the cubs will usually stay with their mom uh, upwards of a year, which is how long it takes for them to become fully grown. Mm. And then at 18 months is when they sexually mature. So. Nice. It goes pretty quick. Yeah. That childhood is fleeting. <laughs> um, red pandas are crepuscular, which means they can... We've talked that, about that. That's that raccoon vibe, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, ya. for sure. But uh, it has been observed that they can be active anytime. So it's kind of, it's not like a hard and fast rule. Mm. And in fact, red pandas in zoological facilities a lot of times are um, crepuscular, but they also have like tendencies to be more awake during the daytime because that's when they like interact with their keepers. Uh, typically, around 45% of their day they spend awake. And the rest is, like, snoozing. So that's the life. I wish I had that. Yeah. And generally speaking, they are more active in cooler weather and during the winter breeding season. Okay. Which makes sense. It does. Um, they do have some pretty cool adaptations as well for living in the cold. So on top of having, like, the fur covering their body and the tails to keep them warm and everything like that, they do a number of things to also help with that. So first off, they have temperature-regulating behaviors. Uh, one of them being that they can curl into a tight ball when it's cold, mm. and that will help preserve heat and keep them warm. Or if it gets warmer during the warmer months, then they can stretch out and pant, and that will keep them cooler. So they nice. can actively choose to do those things. And then kind of like an involuntary uh, behavior is that they can become dormant when it gets really, really cold out. So essentially oh. they lower their met- metabolic rate and then raise it every few hours to wake up and feed. Good but God. During, I know, right? But during the times where they have lowered it, they're essentially sort of hibernating. Like, they're kind of, they're, Just I mean, chilling. they're dormant. Yeah. They're literally chilling. Uh, and this essentially allows them to spend as little energy as possible. Um, and it's, it's very beneficial to an animal that has a low in- nutrient content of their diet, like red pandas do. And in fact... It is said that they can expend as little energy as sloths do, which is pretty impressive. Whoa. Yeah, because those guys are lazy as hell. Worthless. <laughs> uh, so the lifespan of a red panda is, at the most, around 23 years. Okay. But they typically tend to start to show signs of age between 12 to 14 years, and females don't usually breed after that point either. Mm. Yeah, so I think that's, like, pretty comprehensive. So I wanted to get into... Red panda conservation? Yes. What's the sitch? Conservation situation for red pandas. Do you want to take a guess? You know I should know, um, but I don't. But I (laughs) want to say they're endangered. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, they're endangered. Yeah. Um, So the threats that red pandas face. Wow. Did you say red pandas? Did I say? I did. (laughs) I said the threats that red red pandas face. (laughs) (laughs) Someone come to my home and put me out of my misery. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, the threats that they face <laughs> include habitat loss and degradation, human interference and poaching, as well as climate change Aww. per use. Same old, same old. So, researchers are seeing a total population decline of 50% over the last two decades, which is pretty drastic. Yeah. And they um, believe that this will continue. They think that this trend will continue. So, there are a number of things kind of leading to each of these threats. So, for habitat loss, uh, things like logging, uh, creating land for grazing livestock, the demand for firewood and human encroachment and farming are all contributing to their habitat yeah. loss and degradation. And um, this loss, the habitat loss, also coincides with an increase in human population in Asia, which makes okay. sense. So humans essentially are causing the habitat loss, which is very unfortunate. And unfortunately, that happens for a lot of animals. The poaching and illegal trade, again, are caused by humans, which, again, sucks big time. Um, but the poaching is done for their pelts and their meat. So, um, like we talked about, their fur is very, very dense and soft underneath their undercoat is. And they have a very unique and distinct pattern. And so people tend to hunt them for their meat, but also for their mm. fur in particular, because it's very soft and it's a very prized possession. In addition, uh, the illegal trade is not only for the products that they produce, but also for the illegal pet trade. Because people think that they're so cute, they want them as pets. Which, again, we will go over in a moment the reasons why they are not good pets. But I think we've touched on a few of them so far. Boo, hiss. And then all of these threats, uh, and in fact all threats that animals face that are like human-caused or otherwise, are compounded by pre-existing threats of... Uh, like natural disasters um so i think that's one thing that people don't necessarily think about is like you know um habitat loss and climate change and poaching and like whatever threats animals are facing are all horrible and they're really hard to come back from but they're in addition to all the natural threats that animals face anyways and so we're just like adding to it and making things a million times worse which is why species are going extinct left and right yeah. So, uh, climate change and natural disasters are huge, but there are also issues with inadequate enforcement of laws in the region and limited investment in red panda conservation by local government. So, it's kind of hard to standardize that across different uh, places that they live, which isn't great. Um, so, the good news is that red pandas are legally protected in India, Bhutan, China, Nepal, and awesome. Myanmar. Um and that's a great start, and I think people are really, like, cracking down on the illegal trade and stuff. However, yeah. uh, one thing that the IUCN in particular list or mentioned is that um, the trade of red pandas for their products and for the pet trade is on the rise. Like, it's, like, what? skyrocketing, especially for the pet trade, because of sites like Facebook and other social media sites. Ugh. Because it's, it's so easy these days to, like, post an ad for a red panda and then get one. So, like, the internet pet trade is becoming its own horrible thing that we've created as humans, which isn't great. Why are we uh, like but this? I don't, I don't know. I don't understand it. It sucks. Um, but the IUCN has dictated that a number of actions be taken to help preserve the red panda and hopefully bump down their endangered status. And yeah. those are to protect against habitat loss, A, reduce habitat degradation, B, Reduce deaths, um, and this is through things like poaching and removing man-made threats, C, 
And then the last one is to just improve awareness. So I think that's one thing that you and I talk about a lot, and I know that I mentioned a lot in my Keeper Chats, is for people who are coming to the zoo to learn about animals and they're wondering how they can help, a lot of times it can seem like really overwhelming to try to like figure out what to do to help them because there are like so many animals at risk. There are so many things that you could choose to do. Like how do you choose one? Where do you start? Yeah. And I think like people undervalue um, just learning about them and actually like sharing that information with friends and family because that's the first step. And if people don't know the information, they're not going to make any changes. So you have to like spread information before you can actually enact change. So improving awareness is a big one. And I think – You know, I think a lot of people out there who are essentially looking for something to do may feel bad. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of, like, animal rights activists tend to kind of harp on this as well, that they sort of downgrade the importance of learning about animals because Mm -hmm. they aren't (laughs) necessarily doing it themselves. But they also kind of just, like, ridicule people that do spend their time learning about them. And it's like, no, that's important. That's a really big step. That's... You shouldn't downgrade it. You shouldn't mitigate it at all. It's very important. Um, yeah, so those things are all things that we can do and that kind of are being done. And like I said, the good news is red pandas are really cute, so they have a lot of attention. Yeah, um, for sure. From the general public, from zoological facilities. Like, they're very charismatic. People love them, which is unfortunately one of the reasons they're part of the pet trade, but it also means that it's a lot easier to raise awareness for them. So there are a number of conservation organizations out there. Probably the main one I found was the Red Panda Network nice. that works to, like, raise money, and you can, like, adopt, quote-unquote, a red panda, or you can, like, donate money to, like, preserve their habitat or whatever. Um, I'm sure there are a bunch of others out there as well. But I want to talk again, because I know we've talked a couple times about, like, why wild animals don't make good pets and like why red pandas in particular don't make good pets because like yes they're cute but they are wild animals yeah they suck for a number of reasons and do you have like (laughs) 700 bamboo stalks in your back fucking yard Uh like are you able to actually give them the proper diet are you able to give them a proper habitat are you able to like give them proper social um situations are you able to give them a climate that they're um, acclimated to anything like that are you able to do that no, no. then don't <laughs> just don't like leave it to learning about that leave it to like digitally adopting one and like spending money to preserve them like leave okay, it okay here's what to here's what else. to do okay i don't know if you remember this fauna but a long time ago we've already talked about it once you and i were playing a game on my xbox mm-hmm. called connect animals <laughs> yes i love it and xbox sponsor us <laughs> xbox here it is and it's a game where you play with the Kinect, and there's, like, a camera, and it looks yeah. at you, and there's all these little cats and bears and stuff. And you and I were, like, trying – I think it was you and me together. We were trying to, like, f- defeat this level and, like, find the secret animal of the level. Yep. And yep. then it took us forever because the game's hard as fuck, yep. even though it's made for, like, five-year-olds. And then when we finally get it, and the door opens, and what's inside? A red panda! And you can, like, yeah. play with it and groom it and, like, buy it little collars and teach it tricks and, like, play with it and go fishing with it. And you can do everything that you could do with a real red panda without having to pay for it or do things that are illegal or hurt animals in the wild. So go to your local store and buy an Xbox 360 because an Xbox One doesn't have the Kinect adapter anymore. So buy an old Xbox, <laughs> stick your Kinect into it, and buy Kinectimals. I'm sure it's dirt cheap. 
But that game is dope. And there's a red panda, and that's all you need to do. You'll have a virtual red panda. And literally, there's nothing cooler than that. This was all an Xbox ad, by the way. My whole life is an Xbox ad. Go buy Connectables. But yeah, no, you're totally right. And <laughs> that red panda isn't going to use its anal glands and urine to set mark your home or to tear you up in the nope. middle of the night. They did or not to, like, add that do whatever feature. whatever the hell else. Nope. And it so, never dies. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. That's the dream. Do, do, do. Um, so yeah, please just think twice, people. And like, please also, like, this goes, well, I shouldn't say it goes without saying, but. We've talked a bit before, too, about, like, the um, dangers of sharing, like, viral uh, exotic animal pet videos. Yeah. Because it essentially proliferates the idea that owning these animals and, like, having them in regular human contact is okay and acceptable. And that's not the case. So please be wary of uh, videos like that. Even if you see one that you're like, oh, my God, that's so cute. Like, how amazing is that? I would love to, like, share this with a friend. Just realize that even though your intentions are pure and you are just looking to, like, share a laugh or a smile with someone or whatever and you would never personally own one or look at buying one, that doesn't mean that someone else wouldn't. Like, someone else who may see that because you shared it wouldn't. And you're essentially, again, creating a market for that. And you're you're creating awareness of the idea that that could happen and that's totally unacceptable and it's totally inappropriate. And so if you're really looking to, like, share cool fun videos or pictures or whatever like try hitting up uh, a like legitimate zoological facility that houses red pandas and be like do you have any videos or pictures or anything like that a lot of their social media accounts will post things like that you can share them there and you can at least like include some information with the with the um, videos or pictures that you're sharing and hopefully not encourage anyone to have one as a pet because that's a big deal (laughs) I'm so sorry. I am looking at Connectables. <laughs> Can you not? I get so easily distracted. I know, you really do. So, well, like I guess this will just, like, like, bring me to my... Uh, you are! Uh, this will bring me to my red panda in the media. First off, Connectimals. You're in Connectimals! <laughs> God, we were, like, I said it so first. excited. No? Okay. Anyways, uh, I remember you and I shrieked out loud. We did, because, okay, the game is about cats, right? It's all the different kinds of cats. And then they made connectables now with bears, and it was all the different kinds of bears. But then they snuck in a bunch of animals that aren't cats or bears. But it was just, like, this secret animal, and they kept showing, like, red pieces of fur. And we're like, what the fuck could this even be? We have all the animals, like, in the history of animals right now. And then this little Mm -hmm. fucking door opens, and it was just a little red panda. And it was like, eh? And then we were like, ah! And it was yeah. so cute. Yeah, the anticipation, God, Ugh. it killed me. Killed and then that reveal me. also killed me. Xbox, you did it again. That narrative, on point. Um, in addition, uh, Firefox, maybe you've heard of it. What that? The, the, like, browser? The internet browser you can um, use? Yeah, Firefox. no, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so Everyone. Uh, I was joking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Um, that supposedly is modeled after red pandas. Yeah. Uh, also, you ever seen a little movie called Kung Fu Panda? Well, what? Or yes. Kung Fu Panda 2? Well, what? Is there a red panda in that? Or how about Kung Fu Panda 3? Shit. Yeah. 
Uh, Master Shifu is a red panda. Is it like he's his dad or something? Oh no, it's the. He's the one that teaches him everything. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Mhm mhm mhm. He's in that. Uh, Pabu from Legend of Korra, if anyone has seen that, is also a red panda. <gasps> Pabu, yes! Oh my god, yes! That brings me to, okay, another story. So they sold another animal's name at the zoo, and they were like, yeah, our new red panda, its name is Pabu, and that means, like, um, shit, it means something in, like, Japanese shit. or something. Cool. It means, like fluffy or i don't know but it has like another meaning and i was like um actually they named it after after like the fucking avatar okay they were trying to like pass it off as like yeah it means like this really cool thing and i was like no the person who named who bought that watches cartoons anyway outed (laughs) (laughs) exposed yeah you can't pass that up on me i know uh also i know Flora, you and I watched this when you recently visited me. God there's, damn it, yes. There's a uh, cartoon. I think it. I think it's pronounced Igretsuko? Anyways, yeah, it's I don't on know. Netflix if anyone hasn't seen it. Uh, but it has a red panda. She's the main <laughs> character. And, and she does, like, amazing. karaoke. <laughs> to, like, it's deal so with good. her, like, anxiety and, and like, work issues. Um, yeah, it's so good. Uh, it's like, full of animal puns. That? Yes, it's and like, they have like the most random animals. It's amazing. Uh, because the secretary of the company is a fucking secretary bird. Get yes! out of here! Get out of here! And her best friend is this like beautiful buff gorilla. I just like can't handle it. It's amazing. It's so um, good. Also, I wanted to ask. There is a Twitter account called Red Pandas Daily where they post like pictures and videos and stuff of red pandas. However, one of the uh, most recent like uh like linked tweets that they have is for like a red bubble site where they sell red panda clothing and stuff and they're like buy our clothing like it's donated to conservation however i looked at it and i couldn't find anywhere where it said it was like donated to conservation so burn i think they're lying damn outed (laughs) exposed once again um so just keep that in mind anyone out there that is like doing anything like that like maybe you know maybe you have good intentions and you're looking to buy something to contribute to conservation and like a place or like a twitter account or a company or whatever is like yeah we donate to conservation and then you buy something and you think like you feel really good about it but just do a little bit of background research before i'm tweeting doing so as well <laughs> yeah i mean and maybe they do like no maybe, yeah because i just I'm missed tweeting it or whatever i want to see what they say Um, but yeah, like, you know, seek out that information. Don't just take things at face value, especially in this day and age where we're surrounded by, like, idiocracy. (laughs) It's wild. Um, yeah, do a little research. It can make a world of difference. Um, especially if you're looking to, like, help out those animals that you're really passionate about. For reals. So yeah, that's the Red Panda. Damn. Um, Uh, Red Pandas uh, are also in the Zoo Tycoon Endangered Species Expansion Pack. Nice. Um, that's all I know. Oh, that's that's good. <laughs> they're everywhere. Like, I was kind of surprised because they're kind of like an obscure animal, but I guess a lot of people know and, like, love them. Yeah, but I think they're, they're super prevalent in zoos. They are. Oh, yeah, that was the other thing. I wanted to give a shout out to every zoo that houses red pandas because, good job. You guys rock. You deserve it. You guys fucking rock. <laughs> um... Oh, and by every zoo, I mean every legitimate zoo. <laughs> if, you're, if you're housing red pandas just to, like, 
have a bunch of cubs so that people can manhandle them. That's not so great. You don't get a shout out. You don't get it. We revoke that shout out. But all of you that are out there working to conserve red pandas, you get a shout out because you're woo, awesome. Woo, Good woo, job. Woo, 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 woo. Uh, so TLDL, red pandas are the only uh, species in their family. And alone. for a long time, people all thought. Alone. Yeah. People thought they were closely related to bears, but they're actually more closely related to skunks and raccoons. They're really, really cute. Their babies come out looking exactly like them, just like little mini-me's. Uh, they're not actually closely related to giant pandas, but they do see- share a number of like weird similarities. And that one, they have a pseudo thumb, which is a modified wrist Wild. bone used to like Wild. eat their bamboo. And they also eat like eighty-five to ninety-five percent of their diet is bamboo, which is just doesn't make sense because they are carnivores and they have a carnivore digestive tract. So it means that they're just like constantly eating to maintain their their energy level which is weird they i wish are... i could do that though just like constantly eat but like constantly be on the verge of like starvation do you do you wish that well i just really like eating and if i could choose to eat all the time just like constantly but like not mm. be morbidly obese i would do mm-hmm. so oh, but maybe yeah, i nice. wouldn't if if i had to eat bamboo leaves i would change mm-hmm. my decision but i'm just saying if i could eat like Taco Bell, McDonald's, and Panda Express. <gasps> Panda Express! That's not about red pandas, but it has the word panda in it. You shouted that out. <laughs> I'm really excited. Why would you do that? Because <laughs> actually, at uh, work, like, whenever we want to go out to eat lunch, we're like, does anybody want red panda? And we're talking, we call it red panda at work, because we're stupid. Oh, anyway, fun. What a fun little fact that no one will be able to relate to. What a fucking fun fact. Well, I want everyone to start calling fun it fucking fact. Red Panda because red pandas are cooler than giant pandas. They are pretty cool. Um, I'd also like to make a motion here to make a segment of our show in the future called Fun Fucking Facts. Here's some fun fucking facts for you. Yes. With fauna and flora. Yes. Um... So, red pandas are native to China, India, Nepal, and Tibet. They live in mountainous regions, specifically in the Himalayas. And they're covered in that thick fur so they don't freeze to death. Because it's really cold up there. So cold. Uh, they do a number of other things. Da-da-da-da-da. They're all really weird. They stink really bad. And they're endangered. <laughs> so don't own one as a pet and stop destroying their home. Stop it. Whoop, whoop. Damn. That's all I got for you. I uh, mean, you real- you did it. You did the damn thing. Um, I feel like I'm a red panda expert. You are now. <laughs> uh, so let's get to the thing everyone is here for. The giveaway. Oh. <laughs> uh, they're not here for us. And like the let's get to facts. the Let's get to the second thing that everyone is here for. Okay, okay, okay. The giveaway. Primarily, <laughs> we understand giveaway. that you're here for the facts. Which is great. So we just do the giveaway just to like, keep y'all coming back. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so we received a number of entries for our contest, which is awesome. Thank you, guys. Yay! Um, and we have decided to go with insert winner here. <laughs> <laughs> Edit winner in this spot. Edit, edit, edit. <laughs> this is when we're going to edit it in. <laughs> the winner here. <laughs> no, I'm Go just gonna. On. I'm gonna tack it onto this. I'm not gonna fucking cut all this out and try to fit it in this little gap. That's hard. I'm just gonna tack it on. 
We haven't, we're recording early, okay? So we're going to wait another day, and then we're going to record again the actual winner. Right now there's 11, 12 entries? I think there's 11 on Facebook and one on Twitter. Um, and so we're going to put it in the back of this. And then we'll also, tomorrow, also tell you what you're going to win. Um, we haven't fully decided. <laughs> haven't really talked about that. But we're going to win some fangs. Raccoon bucks. A raccoon bucks. And a red panda onesie. It's one size fits all. It's a fursuit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fursuit. When we say onesie, we mean fur- fursuit. We mean funsy. <laughs> Funsuit. Oh, oh, oh. Christ on a cross. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, hot in, it's hot in my podcasting room. Um, God, again. The heat. It's the heat. Um, okay. <laughs> so, I'm just, like, gonna go play Connectimals. So, yeah, we'll be back. I'm gonna tack it on to the end, and then we'll say bye. So, we're gonna say bye now, right? Okay. So, like, say bye. Yeah. Oh, bye. Well, oh, I was gonna do our thing. Okay, say bye. Or, like, sign out? Oh, yeah, yeah, do that, and then we'll say bye. Okay, God. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> okay, bye. Thank you, everyone, for joining us this week. <laughs> We hope you learned cool stuff and had a good time hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, please check out our Instagram at keeper underscore chat, where we post fun pictures, facts, links, whatever, pertaining to what we talk about here. Uh, We're also on iTunes and Spotify. Holy shit. The day is here. Holy shit. We're on Spotify. Your world is upside down. Get ready. You better listen to us on there now. Now if nobody uses it, I'm going to be pissed. That took forever. Oh, it did take a really long time. But we're there. We did it. We're on every platform ever. Maybe. So go ahead and find us. And please let your friends and family know if you enjoyed it. And give them recommendations. Because we don't actually do any, like, ads or anything for this. So we don't have any money for that. All of our, like, blinding success so far has been because of you guys. Oh, thank you. That's so, so nice. That was so sincere. That is so... <laughs> You guys are so nice. I don't know what that is. Um, that's the end of this episode. Next week, Flora will be presenting her animal of the week, which is the letter S. S for something sexy. Oh, I can't wait to get sexy next week. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay. oh. Oh. <laughs> As always, if you guys like this, great. If you didn't, okay. Smell you later. Bye, fools. Hello. Oh, hey, every. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we suck so bad. Hey, we're bad at this, and we're back. <laughs> Maybe we're both so good because we both do it at the same time. Maybe that means we're good. True. It's a couple of leaders in the room here. Uh, it's time, guys. It's time. It's that time. It's the time of the of the night. It's. Giveaway time. Giveaway time. Giveaway time. Hey, thanks everyone for entering our giveaway. Yeah, thanks for sharing actually, our posts. Yeah, we had quite a few entries uh, via Twitter and Facebook. So thank you guys. That was awesome. I love uh, we are going to choose one of you live on the air, uncut, unedited, un necessarily well don't <laughs> suspenseful up because now i can't edit that you've said not unedited so now don't <laughs> it's true i entered us into a verbal contract don't say so, anything cray cray that i have to edit out should we tell them what they're gonna win first 
Yeah, I guess so. And then build up the suspense. Because, like, if they don't win, they'll just turn it off. So we want everyone to listen to what they could have won. Mm, and true, then true, to true. keep listening for our next giveaway. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. What are we giving away? <laughs> <laughs> okay. We are giving away our prize pack. And that includes... And keep your chat prize pack. <laughs> Okay. It, in- it includes, it includes not that uh, song. a fucking cassette tape <laughs> of me singing. <laughs> it includes us changing all of your cell phone sound notifications <laughs> to that. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> welcome to hell with us. Um, no, we have. Um, first off, we have a super cool magnet with our new logo on it. Yes, Mitch Torbert designed because we love it and we want to share it with all of you. Keeper chat magnet. Second off, what do we have, Flora? Uh, we also have a penguin painting, because I just am flush with penguin paintings. I'm bursting at the seams with penguin paintings. Please take them from my home. <laughs> yeah, and last time we did a giveaway, y'all got really bummed when you didn't win. So, so here it we is. Figured, we figured there's a market for the penguin painting. <laughs> <laughs> there's a market for that. Uh, and then finally, we found this really dope tumbler. Like a water bottle, reusable water bottle. It is a water bottle. Water tumbler. <laughs> yeah, and those are the best. I have one. They're awesome. Uh, and it's um, it says what is it? Like save the vaquita, I think. Yes, it says save the vaquita. There's only thirty yes. left. Yes, and it's got this like cute little illustration of a vaquita, and a portion of the proceeds are donated to vaquita conservation. And the How rest dope of the that? proceeds go to SeaWorld because we're buying it from SeaWorld's website. Yeah, how so double dope is that? Win McWin. Yes. So we're really excited about it. And there might Got be other cool random shit in the box. I don't know. Yeah, I might throw lint in there. Who knows? I might throw, I don't know, what can I legally put in there? Some kind of non-migratory bird feather. <laughs> Your own hair. <laughs> My own feather. <laughs> I don't know. I might go to the Dollar Tree before the day is done. You might get some little toys. Uh oh. Some little animal toys. We might include a handwritten note. <gasps> That's a genius idea. What if I Oh, what if what if we put like just a picture of like our hand or something? And then like once all the giveaways are complete, they would all have like they, with their powers combined of all the winners, they would have like a picture of us. <laughs> but like each person gets like a toe or like a fingernail <laughs> picture that's not a- my actual fingernail <laughs> that's horrible that's really reminiscent of our jackal episode where there was that horrible leg Ew, just with that that box. <laughs> yes. that's exactly the type of audience that i think we've cultivated Build the people that are like interested in that podcaster from creepy pictures <laughs> they sent you in this unmarked box no one wanted these photos. They just kept sending them. <laughs> <laughs> we never asked for this. It's really horrible. Um, yeah, so let's let's find out who won our nightmare box of horror. Yay! I'm ready. Okay. It is number six. Hold on. Oh, this would be a perfect time for my internet to freeze. Oh my god. Okay, so well, I'm on it. Okay, um, the winner is Angela Daffern. Ah, congrats, Angela. Should I say her last name? It's what's done is done. Um, <laughs> we mean, said we couldn't edit, edit it. it. You can edit it. <laughs> I'm not allowed to edit it. You fucking said I couldn't. 
true. Okay, her quote was, mullet of penises. She says, it was already taken because somebody else had said that was their favorite, but she said, but fuck it, it was the best quote. Amazing. Thanks, Angela. Redacted. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) We're so sorry we exposed you. We will try not to read your home address on the air as well. (laughs) Dear diary, what if I send them my diary? Please don't. You you have no idea what's gonna be in this box. <laughs> guys, I don't I don't really know if you guys want this box. <laughs> You're gonna get it's, this box. It's getting rough. Uh congrats, Angela, and thank you everyone for participating. Yes. Don't worry, if you didn't win, we'll be doing loads of giveaways again in the future. Yes. Uh, we really like doing those and we like being able to like give you guys fun things that support animal conservation and just like talk up our show so yes thank you all so much and stay tuned for the future yeah because we're gonna have more animal paintings we're gonna have reusable straws we're gonna have mm-hmm. reusable tote bags we're gonna maybe buy something from the soloist etsy if it ever goes back online we're gonna just keep spending money because we don't have it i don't know where it's coming from Mm-mm. we don't i still don't have pants one day i will what if I send them my my burnt out, blown out pants? <laughs> would oh, that, that sounds be, good. Would that be like mm-hmm. a fun like item? Yeah, I I don't know if I would use fun, but it's certainly an item that you could send. Okay. I well, think it might put us on some sort of watch list. Ooh, we're already there. I don't know. You're we right. You're right. They've been like those freaks again. <laughs> God. Welcome back. <laughs> Just add them to the top of the list again. (laughs) Been a while. (laughs) Amazing. Well, thank you, everybody. You're the best. We keep saying you're the best, but you really are the best. Um, Yeah. We love you unconditionally, except for that one condition um, where if you do that, I don't love you. And it's a secret, and you'll just know it once it happens. Yeah, you get a sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach. (laughs) And you'll just go, oh, no. That was it. That was that one (laughs) condition. I met it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sick. We're done. Let's sign off again. This is our second sign off. Yeah. Biggity bye, folks. (laughs) Catch you on the drip side. Ew. (laughs) See you later, you filthy animals. (laughs) Oh, that was better. Okay, bye. Bye.